Hey guys, it's Jazz here with another episode of Daily Journey with Christ. And today we are going to dive into Romans chapter 6 and chapter 7. As usual, I am going to end this episode off with breaking a myth around mental health. If you are joining for the first time, the reason I am doing this podcast is to grow closer with God as that is my 2023 resolution as I started this podcast last year and I realized that I had kind of fallen away from it because my mental health actually went through the drain and the month of December was really hard for me and so I've decided that I need to take a step back and just focus on my mental health and I kind of want to share that journey along with all of you as well. But as for my day, I will be completely honest, is today has been a hard day. I didn't sleep very well last night and I didn't really want to get out of bed. Is Sometimes I just have no motivation and I just feel alone or upset. And today was one of those days and I realized that these days are going to come and it's just getting through them and pushing through and I finally did convince myself to get out of bed today and I did go outside get some fresh air I went and played some games so if any of you are struggling with this is I recommend is let yourself have the bad moments but realize that the bad moments are going to come to an end and find something that gets you out of bed something that you enjoy and that thing for me right now is actually playing the game of sequence over at the main houses I have my own little studio on the property but the I have the main house to go to to play sequence if I need to or I want to. But for now, let's dive into Romans chapter 6 and chapter 7. Romans chapter 6. Well then, should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more of his wonderful grace? Of course not. Since we have died to sin, how can we continue to live in it? Or have you forgotten that when we were joined with God, Christ Jesus in baptism, we joined him in his death. For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. Since we have been united with him in his death, we will also be raised to life as he was. We know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin may lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin. For when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. And since we died with Christ, we know we will live also with him. We are sure of this because Christ was raised from the dead and he will never die again. Death no longer has any power over him. When he died, he died once to break the power of sin. And now that he lives, he lives for the glory of God. So you also should consider yourselves to be dead to the power of sin and alive to God through Jesus Christ. Do not let sin control the way you live. Do not give in to sinful desires. Do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourselves completely to God, for you were dead, but now you have a new life. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. Sin is no longer your master, for you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. Well then, since God's grace has set us free from the law, 
does that mean we can go on sinning? Of course not. Don't you realize that you became the slave of whatever you chose to obey? So can you, you can be a slave to sin, which leads to death. Or you can choose to obey God, which leads to righteous living. Thank God, once you were slaves of sin, but now you are wholeheartedly obey his teaching we have given you. Now, you are free from your slavery to sin, and you have become slaves to righteous living. Because of the weakness of your human nature, I am using the illustration of slavery to help you understand all this. Previously, you let yourselves be slaves to impurity and lawlessness, which led ever deeper into sin. Now you must give yourselves to be slaves to righteous living so that you will become holy. When you were slaves to sin, you were free from the obligation to do right. And what was the result? You are now ashamed of the things you used to do, things that end in eternal doom. But now you are free from the power of sin and have become slaves of God. Now you do those things that lead to holiness and result in eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans chapter 7 Now, dear brothers and sisters, you who are familiar with the law, don't you know that the law applies only while a person is living? For example, when a woman marries, the law binds her to her husband as long as he is alive. But if he dies, the law of marriage no longer apply to her. So while her husband is alive, she would be committing adultery if she married another man. But if her husband dies, she is free from the law and does not commit adultery when she remarries. So, my dear brothers and sisters, this is the point. You died to the power of the law when you died with Christ. And now you are united with the one who was raised from the dead. As a result, we can produce a harvest of good deeds for God. When we were controlled by our old nature, sinful desires were at work within us, and the law aroused these evil desires that produced a harvest of sinful deeds, resulting in death. But now we have been released from the law, for we died to it and are no longer captive to its power. Now we can serve God, not in the old way of obeying the letter of the law, but in the new way of the living in the Spirit. Well then, am I suggesting that the law of God is sinful? Of course not. In fact, it was the law that showed me my sin. I would never have known that coveting is wrong if the law had not said, you must not covet. But sin used this command to arouse all kinds of covetous desires within me. If there were no law, sin would have no power. At one time, I lived without understanding the law. But when I learned the command not to covet, for instance, the power of sin came to life, and I died. So I discovered that the law's commands, which were supposed to bring life, brought spiritual death instead. Sin took advantage of those commands and deceived me. It used the commands to kill me. But still, the law itself is holy, and its commands are holy and right and good. But how can that be? Did the law which is good cause my death? Of course not. Sin used what was good to bring about my condemnation to death. So we can see how terrible sin really is. It uses God's good commands for its own evil purposes. So the trouble is not with the law, for it's spiritual and good. The trouble is with me, for I am all too human 
a slave to sin. I don't really understand myself, for I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. But if I know that what I am doing is wrong, this shows that I agree that the law is good. So I'm not the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does. And I know that nothing good lives in me, that is, in my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. But if I do what I don't want to do, I am not really the one doing wrong. It is the sin living in me that does it. I've discovered this principle of life, that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all my heart, but there is another power within me that is a war within my mind. This power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. Oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? Thank God. The answer is in Jesus Christ our Lord. So you see how it is. In my mind, I really want to obey God's law, but because of my sinful nature, I'm a slave to sin. And this is Romans chapter 6 and chapter 7. And the one thing that's coming to my mind right now after reading this is just realizing that sin is inevitable. And it's what you do with it. And I know I've mentioned this in previous episodes is the intention of intentionally sinning and accidentally sinning. And to realize that God created these laws for us and those laws are to bring us closer to him and that Satan is going to try to overpower those thoughts and give us give us into those desires of those sinful nature and it's just like I was saying before is with like my mental health this morning is you're going to have your good days and you're going to have your bad days and it's the same with sin is you're going to have days that are more sinful or you're going to have more days that are um sin is more active or you want to give in to more temptations and depending on who you're around and depending what you're doing with your everyday life and it's just super important to remember that everyone sins and sin is inevitable so what you do with your everyday sin and your temptations is what God cares about and his judgment day is going to come and that is what is most important is the judgment that God has on you and the judgment of yourself and no judgment from everyone, anyone else in your life. But that um, concludes the part of reading God's word. And I just want to um, break some myths around mental health. And the two I actually want to break today is the myths of people who experience mental health are weak and cannot handle stress, but they're also people who cannot work. And It's actually proven and signs have shown that people who experience mental illnesses actually tend to be better at managing stress than people who haven't experienced mental health. And I'm going to read this directly from the um, Canadian Mental Health Association website. And it says, stress impacts well-being, but this is true for everyone. People who experience mental illness may actually be better at managing stress than people who haven't experienced mental illnesses. Many people who experience mental illnesses learn skills like stress management and problem solving so they can take care of stress before it affects their well-being. 
taking care of yourself and asking for help when you need it are signs of strength and not weakness. And this is something I have struggled with for so long. And part of this is a fear journey that I've been on is I always believed that asking for help was actually a sign of weakness. And with that is through working with a life coach, working through my counselor, I've realized that reaching out is actually courageous. And if you're struggling right now is reach out to someone is that's the step of um, having courage and it's not a weakness as much as your brain will tell you that is coming from my own personal experience is I waited too long to ask for help and it ate away at me and I finally had hit that mental breakdown uh, about a month ago and I wish I had dealt with it sooner so I pray upon all of you who may be watching this that you're able to seek the help and reach out to those who love you and The second part of the myth that I want to break is people who experience mental health can't work. And this is far from the truth because for me, I manage going to school full-time. I work uh, refing basketball part-time job. I work at a greenhouse part-time and that's just me personally. And according to the website here, um, according to the study, it says whether you realize it or not, Workplaces are filled with people who have experienced mental illnesses. Mental illnesses don't mean that someone is no longer capable of working. Some people benefit from changes at work to support their goals, but many people work with few supports from their employer. Most people who experience serious mental illnesses want to work but face systemic barriers to finding and keeping meaningful employment. And... This is so true, and I have been so thankful for my work, is they have been very supportive through my mental health journey, and giving me the time off I need, and realizing that I'm going to have my bad days, having my good days, and that's what you want, is bringing awareness to your workplace, that we're all going to have struggles, and being able to realize that if someone has a mental illness or mental struggles, This does not impact their ability to do a job. It might just impact them in moments, but the support of your employees and your community in the workplace are what will get you through the day. Anyway, that concludes today's message. And I just want to pray over all of you tonight that whatever may be going through your heart and mind, that you can have peace and joy um, in this new season that is around as I know many of us are going back to school and yeah so that's all I have for you tonight anyway good night